Today starts the sixth week of Lent. Every Wednesday during Lent, we're sharing stories of fasting from our personal lives or from a person in church history. We share stories to encourage our journey of fasting. While fasting from food might not be the right next step for everyone, we're encouraging you to try fasting practices such as the removal of a specific food, taking a break from screens and media, or from unnecessary spending. So for me, I want to tell you about my own journey of fasting from food. And when I first came to faith in my mid-20s, I'll just tell you, I was eager. I was in, eager to do absolutely everything for Christ. And, you know, some people might even said I was a little bit zealous. I was telling everybody about Jesus. And when I'd first heard about fasting, I was like, yeah, I mean, this is what serious Christians do. So this is what I'm going to do as well. And I remember even at my church at that time, they were kind of having this like uh, week of fasting and they were encouraging people just to fast for as much as people, as much as they could during that week. And of course I was just like, I'm, I'm all in. So I fasted for the whole week and it was my first time trying anything like that. And it was a challenge for sure. And at that time, I was reading a book called A Hunger for God by John Piper. I was really just kind of trying to get into what is this that a serious Christian is going to do, you know, and fasting just kind of seemed like a part of that. But I think when fasting actually mattered to me in some significant way, or at least what I can remember, uh, you know, when a, a, there was a turning point for me for fasting was when my wife, before we were married, Stephanie, when she took a trip to Nepal. And she was gone for like a month and a half during that time. And we had been dating. We were planning on getting married, although we weren't officially engaged at the time. But needless to say, I was just pretty lovesick. And as she was gone, this is like before the era of smartphones. We did not have regular contact with each other. And she was trekking up into the Annapurna mountain range, and she was um, whitewater rafting down these crazy rivers, and just having this great adventure where I couldn't have regular contact with her, and I just missed her so much, and I was worried for her as well, just knowing that, you know, like, it's a dangerous world. Anything can happen out there, and I found during that time that I wasn't eating as much. I was sick from missing Steph and from being worried about her that I just wasn't eating as much. And I distinctly remember making that connection in my mind. This is what fasting is really about. It's not a religious practice. It's not something I just need to force myself to do because it's gonna make me a better person because God is gonna view me better in any way. I'm not going to be more pleasing to God. It's not something that I do to try and be a better person. But fasting comes from a longing, from a desire, uh, from a, uh, a feeling of, of being sick, of missing God in some way. Um, the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus at one point and they asked him, they said, hey, our disciples, John's disciples, they fast. Why don't your disciples fast? And Jesus said, how can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is still with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. 
Then they will fast. Or really, then they will mourn. They will miss him. When Jesus is gone, they're going to miss him. The followers of Jesus are going to miss him. And from that sadness, from that mourning, comes this uh, decreased longing for food, in a sense, because there's something greater that we're looking for. Just as I missed Steph and I just, I didn't have the desire to eat as much because I was so worried about her. Sometimes I don't have the desire to eat as much because of the brokenness in our world and the desire to have Jesus fully here and back and to have his kingdom in place. So that really, fasting then shapes my relationship with Jesus but it also shapes my relationship with the, the world as well. It kind of reorders where my desires are at. Because here's the truth of the matter. Fasting is difficult because I don't always want to do it. It's not comfortable to do. And I don't want to do it just to do it. But sometimes, even if I don't feel that longing for God, I know that if I abstain from some of the things that are filling that longing for God, it can help reorder my desires. It can help shape that longing for God as well. But I've got to make sure that I'm doing it for the right reasons. Never just to please God. Never just to think that that's going to put me in a right relationship with him in any way. Because we have total freedom in Christ. We are in Christ the Father views us just as he views the Son. Beloved daughters, beloved sons, whether or not we're fasting. But sometimes I'm so consumed by all the things of this world that choosing to fast then helps me to reorder my desires and recognize that what I really need more than anything else is Jesus. And what I, what I need more than anything else is Jesus. So, Fasting, though, I got to tell you, from my own experience, has never been like a mountaintop experience for me. If you're going to take your first journey into fasting this Lent and you're expecting some big dramatic thing to happen, I don't know if that's going to happen. It's never happened for me. I've heard stories uh, where that's happened for other people. But more than anything, it's about reordering my desires over the course of time. And so I invite you this week, as we think about the Lord's Prayer and just the end of the Lord's Prayer, where, where Jesus teaches us to pray that we would be delivered from temptation, kept from temptation, delivered from the evil one. That's a lot of what fasting is about. It's recognizing that there is sin and evil in the world. It's recognizing that we live in a broken world. That causes mourning. For us. It causes sadness for us. My own sin causes sadness for me. When I see the work of the evil one in the world and all of the pain and the suffering that's in the world, that causes sadness for me. It makes me long for Jesus to come back. And when my desires are ordered in a right way, sometimes it just makes me want to not even eat, not even deal with the things of this world as I seek God and just long for him to
to come back. So I invite you this week to ask God for victory over sin and the evil one. Victory over your own sin, victory over the evil one in the world. We already have that victory in God through Christ, and his spirit is in you. So I invite you then to ask, for, ask God for that victory this week, and I pray for you right now. God, may you grant victory for the people listening right now over sin and over the evil one in the name of Jesus. Thanks for committing to the practice of fasting and praising and thanking God this week. Our prayer for you is that your faith will deepen and your relationship with Jesus will be strengthened over this season of Lent.